Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Africa. Uh, thank you for joining us on our various platforms on DSTV, on the channel 802, on the audio bouquet. And uh, if you're listening to us, thank you for listening to us on our website on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, let's start at looking at the story that we're looking at today and we're focusing on Malawi because uh, the uh, Malawians are expected to head to the polls tomorrow for their local parliamentary and presidential election. The elections are seeing seven candidates contesting uh, for the presidential seat, amongst them incumbent President Peter Mutarika, his vice president Saulo Klaus Chilima, and main opposition leader Lazarus Chakwera. About 6.7 million Malawians are registered to vote, and results are expected by May 29. To join us for this uh, uh, looking at uh, this particular election is Victor Chipoya, who is the independent political analyst joining us for this discussion. We also have George Mahango, who's Channel Africa's correspondent. And finally, and not but not least, we have Sangwani Mwafuli, who's the spokesperson for the Malawi Electoral Commission. Thank you all for giving us your time. Let me start with you, Sangwani. I uh, thank you for giving us your time here on Channel Africa. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about uh, the um, lead up to the elections. I know there were a lot of issues in terms of the campaigning uh, process. I know the biggest issue was around uh, the issue of uh, fake news coming up and uh, uh, a story that came out uh, in social media whereby the president of the country was deemed dead. That's one of the stories that came out. It seems that uh, this issue of uh, the dominance of fake news on social media has actually crippled the um, campaigning season. What's the IE, uh, the Malawi Electoral Commission's uh, view ar- around that particular issue? Come again? Can you hear me, Sangwani? Hello? Can you hear me, Sangwani? Am I clear enough for you? Hello? Yes, I'm getting it. Okay, I was just asking you, in terms of the Malawi Electoral Commission, what are your thoughts around, uh, during campaigning period, the problem that you had in terms of fake news that was proliferating in in the country? It seems like it was actually uh, created a bad atmosphere during the campaigning season. Does the Malawi Electoral Commission have any stand on that? Well, uh, yes, we during the campaigning period, we have had instances where we... Uh, experienced some issues that we are thrown into uh, public agenda, uh, which we are not true uh, in the content themselves. Uh, they are not so good to the preparation of the elections. Uh, just good for us that we managed to contain them. Uh, quite a number of issues came up. People thrown to the budget, the, uh, the agenda issues of rigging, uh, which are not necessarily true, and then. Uh, people are putting up a fake ballot paper and others. Uh, what I should say on the part of the electoral commission is that uh, we have had problems with these things, more especially when uh, leaders have weighed in 
uh, when leaders have gone ahead uh, to make comments on issues that have not been verified, issues that are true, uh, this has made it difficult for the Malawi Electoral Commission that when we are bringing up our vision, the collective vision, it becomes difficult to say it, it becomes difficult for the public to buy what we are saying because the leaders whom they hold in high esteem have already put a voice on the issues which are not true. Mm. So how is the um, Malawi Electoral Commission going to deal with uh, this issue of uh, social media platforms and, and, and fake news? Well, we have also on platforms which we are using to counter that. And uh, apart from that, what we have done is to give out everything that we have. Uh, we are giving out to the stakeholders as much information and as frequently as we can, so that by the time somebody uh, gives us something about the, the elections, at least the stakeholders already have our vision. You know that the rumors will thrive when the vacuum. So we have tried to fill the vacuum already with information from the Malawi Electoral Commission, and we are building an informed uh, electorate. So if it is and inform the electorate, it becomes difficult or they become like a very critical mass which is cannot just uh, believe anything that is thrown on the social media. And like mm-hmm. when you have uh, an informed electorate, they all believe everything, everything that somebody is bringing them. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want us to listen to this conversation before I introduce our other guests and bring them into this conversation. Uh, I want us to listen to the Malawian blogger and activist Jimmy Kainja, who was speaking from Lilongwe, uh, talking to Kumbelo Munzelele around this particular issue. Uh, I think it was last week that they spoke around some of these issues around social media and fake news and how it's actually affecting um, uh, the elections. All right, I don't think we can get that particular audio there. I think there's something wrong with that particular sound. Uh, but um, let me come to you, um, uh, George Mahango, in terms of in the lead-up of the elections. How has the environment been so far? Thank you for joining us, George. Uh, thank you very much. From uh, the media perspective, uh, we, we, we have... We have uh, in several occasions, right, March, on uh, uh, the developments that are happening at uh, the Malawi Electoral Commission, they have indeed tried their level best to provide information to the media uh, through different uh, forums, maybe by print, uh, TV, bit on radio. They have issued quite a number of statements, and uh, the aspect of uh, maybe social media has been a very big challenge, and that is why collaboratively we've worked with uh, the Malawi Electoral Commission uh, in terms of uh, verifying information which is to be given to the public, because the public who are vehemently waiting to cast their ballots tomorrow have been asking a number of questions uh, to the media to say, is this what was read on social media, more especially maybe Facebook, is this true? And uh, that has been a very big challenge because you discover that at the end of the day, uh, pertinent issues that were being spoken made by MEC, sometimes, you know, we're bringing some kind of that, but through verification, uh, the media asking maybe the electoral commission uh, to say, is this true? Uh, uh, and after, verifi- after, verifi- after verifying, uh, that definitely, you know, gave or has been given the voters, you know, that trust 
to say the commission is doing its level best. I suffice to say that uh, the engagement with other states as uh, civic uh, educators in terms of how to vote, like the Malawi uh, Electoral Support Network, MESIN, uh, National Initiative Civic Education, that's nice. All these people have been full-throttle, you know, trying to bring or engage the media. Uh, that the public is well informed as to who to vote for, how to vote, and where to vote, the number of registered mm. uh, voters, and as well as, uh, you know, uh, what... Uh, how important are these elections? Sure. So drumming up support in terms of uh, media coverage as well for various or different political parties has also been a good goal. Political parties were also engaging the media, mm. taking the media guys out to their political meetings so that they capture what is it that they have to do after maybe they have voted into power. Mind you, this is described as a watershed election. And that is why media has been very critical both locally and internationally. There was, you know, uh, the, the influx of, uh, you know, foreign media into the country has also brought, you know, uh, Malawi or has put Malawi on a map. And that is why, you know, uh, election observer teams are also in the country. We're talking about EU observers, SADIC, African Union. We're talking about the Commonwealth teams. All these are locally available currently, you know, trying to get, you know, more uh, meat of these polls. And that's where the media has played its big part. Mm. Let me bring in Victor Chipoya. Victor, thank you for also joining us on the line. Uh, What are your thoughts around, let's start with this issue of the social media space, because it seems to actually shown that uh, um, electioneering and campaigning looks different now, especially in the era of um, uh, fake news. Uh, What were your thoughts when you saw this story materializing, Victor? Victor, are you there? Thank you very much. Sure. Yes, I'm there. I can hear you very clearly. Hello. Victor, you can continue. No, thank you very much. Yeah, no, it's, um, I'd like to agree with uh, George and Tanzani to say it's unfortunate because it does influence the turnout of the election because it brings about other apathy. Oh, Victor, I'm struggling with your line. Let me just uh, just hold you there. I'm going to go for a quick break, and then we'll come back and see if we can get that uh, line that's much better. And uh, just to let you know that we're looking at the Malawian election that is uh, going to take place tomorrow, and we know that the numbers are very high. More than half of the 6.8 million registered voters are under 35. That's also a huge uh, youth demographic that will be uh, participating in this elections. We know that the main candidates are Peter Mutarika himself, the current president who's running for a second term. We also know that Lazarus Chokwera, Malawi, from the Malawi Congress Party, who is uh, hoping to revive the fortunes of the former ruling party, know that it was uh, uh, one party that was seen to have liberated the country from its colonial past. And also uh, Saulo Chilima, who has established the UTM party, who's the current vice president running against his boss. So we'll see how things unfold and maybe we'll look at the political situation after this break. Miss out the 3rd Annual Africa Shared Value Summit taking place from the 23rd to the 24th of May 2019 in Nairobi, Kenya. 
thought leaders and business changemakers from across Africa will share insights and case studies showing how shared value can transform your business and create the Africa we want. Book your ticket at africasharedvaluesummit.com today. Channel Africa is a proud partner of Africa Shared Value Summit and will broadcast live from the summit. Make sure you don't miss out on the broadcast on the 23rd and the 24th of May 2019. Log on to www.channelafrica.co.za or tune in to DSTV channel 802 to be part of the conversation. Channel Africa, African Perspective. Yes, you are listening to Channel Africa. Thank you for joining us on our various platforms. Uh, this is African Dialogue, where from Monday to Thursday, we contextualize the big issues on the African continent. And today, we're looking at tomorrow's uh, elections in Malawi. We're joined by Sangwani Mwafuli, spokesperson of the Malawi Electoral Commission, Victor Chipoya, an independent uh, political analyst, and George Mahangu is with us, who is a Channel Africa correspondent based in Malawi. Victor, I was talking to you in terms of the the landscape has changed in terms of how you saw actually social media fake news dominating in this election. Tell us a little bit about how do you think this affected the campaign season? And also, we'll, uh, before we, we, we do that, I also wanted to know from your perspective in terms of how you also think the campaign um, process went. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, to, to come back on the social media and fake news, uh, I would agree with George and Sangwani that it's unfortunate that it's been very rampant during this uh, campaign period. And uh, from the look of things, it, it, it might have affected other people to say, why should we vote when people are going to raid? Uh, and so it's going to be uh, the fear of having a, a voter apathy sure. uh, uh, as we come into towards tomorrow's election. Uh, and also looking at the, the number of people that have registered uh, for this year, 6.7, which is almost a million less than those that registered in 2014, which means that already people are not trusting the electoral process in Malawi because of all these allegations that have been there before. And uh, I really appreciate what the Malawi Electoral Commission has been doing to sensitize people to say, no, we are on top of things, yeah. we are on top of things. Uh, but the fear is that there's a lot of people sure. to see because people don't trust uh, the process. Uh, but again, on the brighter side, when you look at social media, not many Malawians are really on social media and really pay attention to these stories. A lot of Malawians, over 60 70 percent, are in the rural areas. Sure. Don't really access Facebook or Instagram to see the fake news. So, as much as it might affect, but it's only for those people that are in town and look for access to. Um, uh, uh, smartphones and laptops to be able to see this. But otherwise, generally, I think um, Malawians have been listening to messages from these different political parties uh, and not necessarily the same Okay, I want to go back to Sangwani from the Malawi Electoral Commission in terms of looking at the state of readiness of uh, the Electoral Commission itself in terms of polling stations and making sure that ballot papers are made available and there was enough voter education. Sangwani, how did that process go and are you guys uh, ready for tomorrow? We are ready. We have dispatched all the materials to the centers. We've got 5,002 uh, stations, and we see about 11,000 polling streams 
Uh, we have dispatched all the materials. Uh, this time around, we are doing our things in advance. We decentralized some of the activities, which has made it uh, logistically easier for us to ensure that each and every reporting station has got its own materials. Uh, we conducted a pre-inspection exercise. You know, I like in the past where by people receive materials and not inspect them. This time around, when they receive them, they call all the monitors of the political parties and open everything, including the cartons containing the ballot papers, to verify that everything is in order and is in the right quantity. Uh, this eliminates the uh, changes that may be faced in the morning if you don't check the materials we have. For example, if you discover in the morning when you are about to open a polling station that the ballot papers you have received are for another station, it means you will not, not be able to vote. But this time around, we are checking in advance to ensure that everything needed for the center for smooth participation of polling is there. If they don't have it today, then today they have got more time to search for a solution up to the next day, and by 6 a.m., each and every polling station should be ready to open and people start voting. Okay, let me come back to you, George, because I'm interested in your thoughts as well, especially in regards to um, uh, the issue of um, uh, the real issues on the ground, because maybe many people don't understand what the main issues are concerning the citizens of the country in this particular elections. What stands out for you, George, in terms of the issues on the ground? Yeah, uh, this time around, uh, the major issues that are spoken uh, a number of times by uh, people on the ground, more especially uh, the voters, uh, definitely are for those of uh, unemployment levels. Uh, people just want uh, somebody else who can turn around things, bring in the much-needed foreign investment or even the local investors so that they are able to you know, open up companies uh, for job creation, because the number of uh, voters this time around, as it has been already indicated, that uh, they, they comprise about maybe 52% thereabouts. And mostly these are youngsters. Some of them just graduate in universities or maybe other colleges. But, you know, they can't even get a job. Instead, they just, you know, stay indoors looking for jobs. And that's one of the biggest, you know, issues that is wanted uh, by, 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 by that, that, that people want to be addressed. Uh, the other issue is corruption has worsened over time. And uh, gone are those days when uh, maybe uh, the officials used to say that we're going to deal with corruption, but they want action because according to the public on the ground, they feel that the government has not done enough and uh, that, you know, and there would be, you know, uh, investors in the, in the country. Major issues are also those of, you know, maybe power blackouts because this thing uh, definitely is also an issue negatively on the uh, economy of the country. Uh, water problems are also how people want to be dealt with and they have been spoken about a number of times. The fact that America uh, creates job opportunities for youngsters, and that is why, you know, various youngsters are out. Suffice to say that even the elderly, even the issues of our, our, our persons with albinism, those have been very contentious because, you know, day in, day out, you know, a day cannot just go. Kind of talks have shifted the, the current, you know, political trend sure. and then the electoral uh, period and years. There's a very interesting dynamic that you're highlighting, especially the youth factor. And I want to take that question to you, Victor. Um, what are your thoughts, the fact that uh, more than half of the 6.8 million registered voters are under 35? Uh, how do you think that's going to actually influence this vote? 
I think it will, it will positive because the youth know that this is their country. For a long time we've had loans, and these people don't really have the interests of Malawi at heart. So you can see like the government has borrowed so many trillions of quarters, uh, which we are going to have to pay back at one point or another. So the youth are really owning up to this election. And most of these youth as well, the, the challenge we've had in the past time, people voting because they belong to a particular region. But now this millennial group formed, they're not going to vote based on that, but they'll vote based on the facts and the agenda that these leaders are coming up on the table to say that are these things really what we need? As Georgia said, we've had rampant corruption, no electricity. So the youth that are looking at these things and saying, we need a leader that will address these things. We don't need to vote for a leader because they're having the youth vote Okay, I'll come back to that particular issue and I want to take another break because after our break I'd really like us to unpack the politicians running for uh, this year's elections. I'll not be able to speak on that but we'll also deal with other issues around uh, preparation elections. Uh, so do stay with us, Sangwani. That's Sangwani Mwafuli who's the spokesperson of the Malawi Electoral Commission and there you heard Victor Chipoya who is our analyst uh, joining us from Malawi and George Mahango, our Channel Africa correspondent. All of them joining us from Malawi who are running and also how they've positioned themselves in this year's election. The SABC News mobile app is your one-stop digital portal to all the news you need. Stay connected with the latest and breaking stories. Watch the SABC News channel along with clips and live streams of all the big news events and listen to all the SABC radio stations live, including podcasts and much more. Simply download the SABC News app to your Android or iOS device from either the Play Store or the App Store. SABC News, independent, impartial. Yes, you are listening to Channel Africa, and this is Benjamin Mushatama on African Dialogue, and this is where we contextualize the big issues. We host uh, uh, panel discussions from Monday to Thursday, looking at the major uh, conversations happening on the African continent. Today, definitely, we're zooming into the Malawi um, politics and looking at the elections uh, that will be taking place tomorrow. I want to come to you, um, Victor, in terms of looking at that particular issue of who's running for the elections this year. There are questions over President uh, Peter Mutarika's fitness to run for another term, especially after the split with his vice president, Saulos Chilima. Do we know what the contention was between the two uh, before the split took place? And maybe this could inform us why there was the separation between the two. I think uh, the first thing that happened for the two to split was that the vice president uh, had a team around him that were gunning for him to be the presidential running under the PPP, which is now headed by uh, Peter Carriger. But there was a lot of opposition that he faced from him, and he went ahead and now formed what is called the United Transformation Movement, the UTM, uh, competing against his boss. Mm-hmm. So the the confrontation actually came in when he was uh, not allowed to contest, to contest at the uh, uh, convention of the DPP, which went ahead of his own party. 
And in terms of that split, has it divided the um, the Democratic Progressive Party? Um, has uh, Salos Chilima uh, taken some people from uh, uh, Mutarika's party and uh, placed them in his own party? What are the dynamics in that regard, Victor? No, I think the coming in of Salos Chilima really changed the political landscape in Malawi because before he left the Democratic uh, Progressive Party, the only two major parties we had contesting for this election was the MCP and the DPP itself. But coming in of Salos Chilima brought another alternative uh, for the voters. So he has managed to really get some people from the DPP, and he has also managed to get some people from the MCP. So he has offered an alternative view than just MCP and uh, DPP. Okay, what are your thoughts, George, on the dynamic whereby we've seen now Salos Chilima, the uh, vice president, uh, who's now running against um, uh, Peter? What, 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 what are your, what, what are your thoughts there, uh, George? Um, this is a contentious political battle to say so, because one would not have expected uh, Salos Chilima to part ways with uh, uh, Peter Mutarika, his boss. Uh, and because, you know, even in 2014, uh, the public was not even expect, expecting that the Soros uh, would quit its uh, job at uh, Airtel Malawi and then join politics. But we don't know what exactly these two agreed. And that is why maybe when the convention for the Democratic Progressive Party approached in June, uh, you know, he, was, he was not in the limelight. And that definitely, you know, forced him to just, you know, back off and then form his party uh, in, 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 in July. Suffice to say that uh, uh, he, he did move away or out of the DPP with some uh, uh, political zeros, uh, Patricia Cariati, uh, uh, Louis Ngalande, uh, Noel Masangui, who were regarded as, you know, strong uh, people in the DPP. But in terms of uh, the uh, landscape, that countrywide, uh, as has managed to be to, to go to each and every uh, district and each and every region, generating support so that maybe people understand him, uh, selling his political manifestos, and at the same time trying to woo voters tomorrow so that they vote for him. I'm not very pretty uh, sure whether that will really, you know, his movement up and down will really translate into him getting more votes because the stumbling block maybe for, 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 for the central region, uh, in the central region is the Malawi Congress Party, where not many people have joined or have, have, have joined Chirimas, except for Jessica Buda, who was a strong uh, uh, person in the Malawi Congress Party. For the southern region, as I've already highlighted, these three big people, Mangalande, Masangui, Kariati, uh, have joined him. So those who indeed, you know, bring some votes to uh, Chirima. For the northern region, it's only maybe a uh, strong character is uh, Richard Msoya, who left NCP joining Chirima. And this Msoya was the leader of the Speaker of Parliament. So to some extent, it's... It's a contentious. It's going to be a contentious political battle, which you cannot at the moment say uh, whether Chima, whether uh, or whether Peter Mutarika is going to preach, unless after maybe the voting process. That's when maybe we can have a clear picture as to who is going to carry the day. But you know, each and everybody mm-hmm. has promised that this year he or he is going to change things. But with the support of uh, uh, the voters, maybe tomorrow. That's why I'm saying. Maybe after the voting, that's when that's going to be decided as to who is 
victorious. But now sure. it's too early to say, say yeah. who, can, who can win. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Victor, around Lazarus Chakwera? Do you think that he can revive the fortunes of uh, the uh, MCP? I mean, this is a country that led the country to independence in 1964 under Hastings Banda. Um, do you think they stand a chance? Do you think that uh, historical reputation is something that, can, that has positioned them uh, to actually have uh, a fair chance? Um, I think MCP, the, the, the advantage that MCP has is that it's got a solid base, uh, which is a central region, uh, and it's got solid structures. It's the longest-serving uh, uh, political party in the country, so that's a positive for Lazarus Chakwera, uh, that he's standing on that base. But I think the negative uh, that's surrounding him now is his partner with the former president, uh, uh, Madame Joyce Banda, whose era was really marred with a lot of corruption. And uh, now people are looking at him, say that why would he partner with somebody that he clearly fought against in 2014. And now they're on the same team and they've been coming out in public. He's been coming out in public, Lazarus Chakwera himself, saying I'm not going to arrest Madame Joyce Banda. When in fact in 2014 he clearly said that she... Uh, um, she was involved in rampant corruption cases, mm-hmm. uh, which would hold the cash case at that time. And also looking at uh, his running mate, Sidiq uh, uh, Mia. Sidiq Mia was part of the Joyce Banda administration, uh, which funded public resources, and uh, this is for everybody's knowledge. So I think Lazarus Chakwera himself and the MCP really do stand a chance by themselves, but they've confused a lot of the voters with their relationship with uh, Okay, I think we've lost uh, George there, but you're still there, Victor. You can continue. Yes, I'm saying uh, Lazarus Chakwera himself has got no problem, but he has partnered with the the People's Party almost, because the former president is there, the former vice president is there with with him, and also the former cabinet minister is his running mate. So it's, it's, it's really something that's made the people not to trust Okay, I want to take a quick break and then when I come back, I'd like us to zoom into Peter Mutarika, uh, the current president running for a second term. How was his first term and can he stand a chance? I know there was a lot of issues that are still um, big in the country, especially the issues around unemployment, as was highlighted by George earlier on. And Victor is citing issues also around corruption. And those two issues seem to be uh, themes when it comes to the problems within Malawi. But let's take a quick break and then when we come back we'll sum up this conversation Swiss chocolate wouldn't be Swiss chocolate without African cocoa <laughs> you know it's funny when you think about it that way because you realize just how important Africa is to the global economy and as long as we are deemed to be inferior by the community out there nothing's ever going to change I believe it was one of the uh, ancient Greek philosophers who said that when we teach we'll learn twice hello Africa Welcome to 1000 African Voices on Channel Africa. 1000 African Voices every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with repeats on Sundays between 10 and 11 as well as on Monday morning between 3 and 4 Central African Time. 1000 African Voices with me, Awurengwi C on Channel Africa. The voice of the African Renaissance from an African perspective. 
Yes, you are listening uh, to Channel Africa, and this is African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Mushatama. Uh, this is where we contextualize the big issues on the African continent, and we're about to wrap up uh, this uh, conversation we are having around tomorrow's elections in Malawi. Um, uh, let me see if we have George back. George, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank Fantastic. You. Let's wrap up the conversation. We've got five minutes left, George. What are your thoughts around President uh, Peter Mutarika's um, uh, turn, a uh, first uh, uh, term? Um, because it seems like there's still been a lot of issues that you've also highlighted around unemployment and that Victor's highlighted around uh, corruption. How was his term? Do you think he also stands a chance in, in this election? Uh Based on uh, what is uh, on the ground, uh, I would uh, say that, uh, as I already said, that this is a contentious political battle. He still has the chances to, you know, seeking fresh mandate or to be declared winner. Uh, because uh, in terms of uh, the job creation or lack of uh, jobs in Malawi, uh, when I had the meeting with him, uh, doing an interview with him just yesterday at Sanjika Palace, he indicated that he understands the fact that uh, uh, jobs are a problem in Malawi. That's why he started the program known as the Tekenko, Tekenko Community Colleges. He said he's built uh, a number of Tekenko Community Colleges in rural areas so that people are, you know, given the, the much skills in terms of carpentry, welding, um, building, to mention but a few. And he thinks that uh, these kind of uh, initiatives, you know, are really meant for the youth and that youths will not be able to labor to go in town and seek jobs once they get, you know, this kind of, uh, you know, entrepreneurship skills. At the same time, uh, in terms of uh, uh, water challenges, he says says that uh, there is this water project which, uh, you know, is meant to tap water from Lake Malawi into the central region district or city of Lilongwe, just like in Blantyre from Mount Mulanje into Blantyre. So all kind of initiatives are meant to dealing with uh, the challenges that people have spoken about on the ground, say, electricity, there is the Millennium uh, Challenge Account, you know, initiative, mm. which has revamped the electricity uh, on the ground. So definitely, according to him, he still feels that uh, despite what people are talking about, maybe if it may be saying with his failure to deal with corruption, he says, you know, mechanisms have already been put in place. Mm. So he is, you know, anticipating that he is going to, to make it. But mm. it's up to the public to judge because, you know, day in, day out, these issues, are, you know, keep on being spoken by the mm. public that they want you no know, change. And that change uh, definitely has to be decided through a ballot. So that's what I can say in as far as uh, maybe the mm. first five years of uh, Peter Mtarika has been. He's tried, but still more in terms of maybe the anger, uh, the harmonies that are mm. there. He has not demonstrated much the, the, the anger that maybe uh, people uh, associated with him with. He's been very okay. sober in terms of handling, you know, the, 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 the issues. Sure. He's been, you know, he's been quiet, of course. You know, to some extent, you would say that maybe he's very sorry, he doesn't want to speak to the public. And when these issues of that maybe he's died, you know, emanated in the social media, he just said, people thought I'm dead, but I'm not dead. Let's okay. wait until 21st day, 21st May. So, Victor. Yeah. Victor, just your final statement. We've got a minute left. Uh, just your final thoughts on uh, uh, Mutarika. I hear that George is still affirming that it's still going to be a tight race uh, between these three contenders. What are your thoughts around Mutarika as we wrap it up? 
So with, with Mutarika, I think the advantage he has is that DPP does have the structures and they've got a base, uh, which is the long belt, which has got a lot of people that have registered. But the unfortunate bit about him and his five years, he has proven to be a very slow decision maker and he has not had independent thoughts on critical issues. Like there's been a lot of corruption uh, that has been named uh, in his government. And he has not, and, and he has instituted um, different commissions of inquiry that have suggested things and he would take so long for him to act. So I think that's, that's something that's made the public lose trust in him as a leader. So is this really somebody that's going to take Malawi forward if he's failing to make small decisions like firing in a cabinet minister who's been named to be corrupt? So uh, that's the disadvantage he's got. And, and also, people don't trust the DPP government because there's been allegations that they rigged the 2014 election. Mm. And uh, the vice president himself has been coming out clear on this. So it's almost as if Malawi is not, is, we have been governed by an illegitimate uh, a government. And uh, the last thing, I think, which has also a negative on the current DPP administration is the violence and the intimidation by the cadets. On, on opposition members. I think people are fed up with that. We don't need that kind of politics in the 21st century. So these are things that have surrounded the president that could easily uh, make him to lose the vote of the people. All right. Thank you, James, for giving us your time. I'm sure in a couple of days' time, maybe next week, we'll touch base with you just to get feedback on uh, this conversation that we've had and maybe analyze the uh, final results. Thank you to Victor Chipoya, the independent political analyst, and George Mahangu, who is a Channel Africa correspondent, joining us all the way from Malawi. Also, we had at the beginning of our program, Sangwani Mwafuli, who is the Malawi Electoral Commission spokesperson. Thank you all. Thank you to our great team, Dumelo Zulu, doing such a great job this morning on this story. Um, thank you guys for giving us your time.